Salutations, everyone, and welcome to the Triple R Podcast, the Retro Wrestling Report. My name's Warren. How's everybody doing? Fantastic Wednesday to join you today. Uh, let's bring in the compadres. First, it's uh, we'll start with Brother Chris. Chris, how are you? I'm good. Why the long pause? Why did you? I, I'm seeing how long I can draw out the pause each time I do it. Okay. Well, I guess that's a thing now. Oh, that's gonna be a thing. <laughs> the next, the next time we uh, we meet, it might be the entire podcast. It's just a long pause. I, I, okay. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Justin Pilcher, all the way from the great state of Texas. Pilcher, how are you? I'm doing good, Warren. Thank you for having me. Oh, Jesus. Glad you can make it, Pilcher. Uh, you know, I appreciate so it. So you don't, you. you don't. So in our, our pre-show meeting, um, we were discussing, uh, how we've randomly, talked about realtor.com spots sometimes they've been they just pop up sometimes coach just reads one and it was actually a really good read um but someone in the three of us is not a fan of the reads for realtor.com but he still wants to feed into justin pilcher's oh i'm a guest on the podcast nonsense do you want to explain yourself chris yeah, one thing is a, a funny bit between the the you know us and the podcast listeners because obviously Pilcher is a regular on the show, but it's just mm-hmm. funny that he thanks us for having him. Mm-hmm. The other is an a dumb spam ad that keeps popping up on the site that we use for our drops for the mm-hmm. show, and mm-hmm. it's annoying, and I don't like it. But might I, I add, know. but might I add, also funny. I don't think it's funny. Oh, it's highly entertaining. I, I would I would say it's highly entertaining. What about you, Pilch? I thoroughly enjoy both things that we do. So there you go. So you can't have you can't have one and not oh no, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I don't think I am having my cake and eating it too. There's one thing that I think is funny and one thing that I don't think is funny. I think you're missing out, Chris. I think you're missing out. When we get that okay. sweet, sweet realtor.com money, you're going to be left in the cold. Exactly. Yeah. I no. mean, if they were an actual sponsor and we start getting, uh, you know, money from realtor.com for ads we do, yeah, I'll be all about it. I'm going to have to uh, check with the wife um, next time we, we convene. And uh, see if we actually used Realtor.com for when we bought our house. Well, there you go. On, uh, I wonder I if what we saw ours on. I think we used Zillow. Is Zillow? Zillow or Trulia or something like that? I don't think Zillow we is not bad, but it's it's not Realtor.com. No, it's not. It's not Realtor.com. Warren, I like to think that you typed your own first name into a search engine, and that's how you found your house. Um, it was convenient that, uh, it worked out that way. It wasn't, um, on purpose, I'll say. It just worked out. It was, it was the last house that we saw and it was the best house that we saw. And it just so happened to, um, it was a coincidence, a very strong coincidence. Quinky dink, if you will. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not moving. It doesn't have anything to do with the coincidence, but. I told I tell my wife all the time if we ever won these mega millions, which at the time of this recording is up to about six hundred million dollars, um, I would tear down this house and build it back up again before I ever moved. Wow. Yeah, strong, isn't it? That's uh, that's something. Definitely, I am the wrestling op- related too. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely move if I ever well, yeah, move. Chris, you need you're gonna need to invest in a house that has a driveway. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
so we don't have the the two foot snowstorm like we did um Ugh, just worst. before christmas and uh your car well definitely uh my sister-in-law's car was completely under snow oh it was under it couldn't even see it you couldn't see yours either you couldn't see either well mine like a little bit was like you could see the windows a little bit Kara's was just completely under the snow yeah you couldn't see you couldn't see Kara's car at all um but let's get into this. We're going to uh, kick off this pre-show. If uh, either of you guys have some final thoughts on a really good pay-per-view that we watched last week, uh, SummerSlam 2002. Uh, Chris, do you have any final thoughts to wrap things up with SummerSlam Wait, 2002? 2002? It, was, it wasn't 2002. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was Brock versus Brock. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I'm still I'm still thinking of SummerSlam '88. Sorry. No, no, we are long gone from that that atrocity. Yeah. Um. No, I don't have any. I don't. Think, I don't think I have any other follow ups on that one. Okay. There was it was not much really to follow up on. It was really good pay per view. It was probably the, in my opinion, probably the best one that we've watched so far. Um, and it was nice to go back and see. Uh, Definitely that HBK and Triple H match because nobody expected HBK to ever come back and and put on a show like that. Oh yeah, uh, Pilch. Pilch, what do you got? SummerSlam 2002. Final thoughts? Um, you know, I'm I'm with you on that. You know, it's probably my, in my opinion, probably the best pay per view we watched. Not to say it was the most entertaining, but um, you know, one of the easier ones to watch for sure. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, it just, it, it was what it was. I feel like we, you know, kind of went over it pretty uh, thoroughly and, you know, yeah. bad we did it. No, definitely, definitely an easy watch. It was high, uh, high intensity, um, very fast paced throughout most of the pay-per-view outside of that Undertaker and test <laughs> match. Um but no, very good pay-per-view. Uh, glad we were able to get a chance to put it out here on the Triple R Podcast. And next Sunday, well, this coming Sunday, I should say, we will be watching, we're going back into the WCW Waters, Spring Stampede 1999. Um, This one is a very... Strange time in WCW, um, but we'll get into that on Sunday. Any early thoughts, Pilch, on the card as we're looking forward to watching this pay-per-view? Uh, any of these matches really catch your eye? <clears throat> so I, I didn't know the card when I picked this pay-per-view. I just kind of uh, I typed in the old Google engine. I said, I think mm-hmm. the sentence I used was, uh, most ridiculous WCW pay-per-views, and this was on the list. So mm-hmm. um, I just chose it. Really? This was, this was on yeah. the list for most ridiculous? Yeah, believe it or not. I thought this was pretty tame by w- WCW standards. Right. Yeah, there was no there was no uh, Carson City Silver Dollar match. There was no random RoboCop appearance. This was definitely very tame. Judy Bagwell wasn't on any forklifts. No, no Judy Bagwell on a forklift. Um, yeah, yeah, no. This was this was definitely not uh, not outlandish by any means. But I uh, I called Chris on my way home from work. I think it was Thursday night, Wednesday or Thursday night. And um, he read me the card, and after we went over it, I was like, "Oh wow, we picked a winner!" Because <laughs> I'm a big fan of, I would say, ninety five percent of the wrestlers on this card. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, kind of what they do with them, how these all these matches turn out. I'd say I'm probably most excited for the U.S. Championship match, the Scott Steiner Booker T match. I think that's going to be um, instant classic. But yeah. yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the whole thing. Yeah, I um initially looking over the card, definitely the Scott Steiner Booker T match. Um this is prime Scott Steiner. This is Booker T on the come up. So that was looking to be a, a good match. Um 
the cruiserweight title match with Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio is looking forward to as well. Um, WCW does did the best thing that WCW did was this cruiserweight division because um, they're they have talent from top to bottom in that division. Um, and then this four way at the end with uh, all the major players: Hogan, Sting, Flair, Diamond Dallas Page. Macho Man's a special guest referee. Um, uh, who's who of the main event scene at this time uh, in WCW? So I was looking forward to that as well. Um, Chris, what do you got for uh, Spring Stampede? What are you looking forward to? Well, I tell you, my reason for watching WCW back then was the cruiserweights. So that's what I look forward to. I want to see the opening match as a cruiserweight match, even though I don't know who this blitzkrieg guy is but i do like hoovy hooventu guerrera um billy kidman one of my all-time favorites the shooting star press is probably the best finishing move ever one of the best finishing moves ever um so him versus Rey mysterio i immediately thought that was going to be a good match uh even the, the scott steiner booker t love booker t and i just wanted a good promo from scott steiner please let him do a promo before this match because i'm sure it will be insane uh, <laughs> um and then <clears throat> yeah i mean a couple other uh, you know like you know pilch said we, we looked at the card just to like i don't remember what was on this thing and there were, those were the ones that really jumped out to me um, and of course the, the final four corners match. So uh, I was, I mean, we were both like, Ooh, this is, this doesn't look bad at all. And there was no like weird gimmicky match. No. There, there is a hardcore match, but I wouldn't say that's. No, that's, that's par for the course for 1999. Right. So, I mean, that was like the strangest thing on there was that hardcore match. And then the rest was just, they were just matches. They were just regular matches. So, yeah. I can't say that I remember watching this pay-per-view live. Um, I, I don't think we, I don't think we ordered this pay-per-view. I don't remember we seeing it. Order, we were WWF family. We were WWF. Well, this is true, but at this time, or maybe not this time, maybe it was, uh, maybe it was a few years earlier. Um we were ordering both, whatever, you know, both pay-per-views in that particular month. Because I remember, like, watching the, the Bash of the Beach when Hogan turned. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that. Um, and there's a few other pay-per-views I remember watching um, live. Uh, but this one, no. This one, not so much. So I'm be very interested to, uh, to see how this plays out come this Sunday. Now... Let's move on here. Let's get into some current day news. Uh, first, let's start with, I think the three of us definitely have some feelings about this next uh, topic. Smackdown this Friday, or this at, at the time of this taping, there were new Smackdown Tag Team Champions crowned. The Street Profits were taking on the team of Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. And Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler come away with the victory. They are your new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I know when we mentioned this in the pre-show, Chris let out a very disappointing sigh. Uh, so let's start with Chris. Your thoughts on this? Um, I I kind of have a feeling I know where you're leaning. I just don't get me wrong. I love Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm the biggest Dolph Ziggler fan. But the Street Profits are so hot right now. They're great tag champions. They are a legitimate tag team they have great chemistry great rapport with with the fans they're amazing in the ring um 
I just, I don't know if I would have taken the titles off of the Street Profits ever. Um, I don't think that Dolph and Bobby Roode are the ones to take the titles off the Street Profits. But, you know, there is a thing of sometimes the chase is better than actually having the gold. So I think watching them regain the titles will be fun to watch. But I just... I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Dolph and Bobby Roode are the ones are the ones to take the titles off of the Street Profits. I don't agree with that, and to do it on a SmackDown. For as much of a fan as I am of Dolph and of Bobby Roode, I've been big fans of them from Jump Street, um, and I even like them as a team. Right. I'm I, not saying they, I don't like them as a team. I just oh, no, yeah. I get that. I get that. I, I get that. I think they fit together well as a team. Mm. Um and even though they do fit well as a team, I I'm never a fan of throwing together two singles stars, making them a team, and then putting them over a legitimate tag team. Right. Um, and I, I know with anybody, you're going to throw two people together, whether they're going to be labeled as a team from the jump or not. And it's just going to take time for them to be together on TV and develop a, a rapport with each other or whatever the case and make them become more normal for the viewing audience to see together. I get that, but I just, I think the value, their values as single stars should be, I think they should be higher. I think they, you can put, I don't, I don't know. I just don't, I don't agree with it. Um, Hopefully they'll, they'll put a run together. And like you said, maybe this is just for them to, to build back up and get a rematch and, and win the straps back for the, the street profits. Maybe that's the right. the mindset going into this. Um, but when I saw it, I was, I was kind of taken back. Like, why would you take the titles off of them um, off of the street profits? But uh, let's see what happens here next uh, is the, I guess the mantra that I'm looking at it right now. Pilch, what are your thoughts on the uh, new tag team champions over there on the SmackDown brand? Uh, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, the Street Profits have had the titles for how long now? Seems like forever. Um, you I know, can obviously, that real quick. not the SmackDown titles, but they had the Raw titles before. Uh, mm-hmm. We had a run in the week before where Montez Ford hurt his knee. That was the big, you know, thing in this match was every time he tried to get something going, he clutched the knee. Um, Mm -hmm. honestly, for me, I think what they're doing here is they're setting up a match for Royal Rumble. I don't think they're going to be able to fill out a card for Royal Rumble as it stands right now. Um, and the tag team division hasn't been very prominent in the last few pay-per-views. So Mm -hmm. I think to make a little heat for it, they have to do a little belt shift, you know, give the street profits, you know, we talk about this all the time The, the chase is more exciting than the rain nine times out of 10. So give them a little something to chase for the next couple of weeks till the Royal Rumble comes around and then have them switch the belts right back. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I think is going to end up happening. You know, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, little, little change is never bad. You know, I, we can't have the street profits and the new day hold the tag team titles for forever. So got to mix it up every once in a while. That I agree with If You don't, you can't have them hold it forever. Um, but I don't think as I just got here, they've had the, they had the title for 88 days. Um, I just don't think I, I don't think 88 days is a long enough time to hold the title, especially if they're still a newer tag team. How, how uh, long? Newer is 88. That can't be right. That's they won the titles on October 12th. On Raw, uh, part of the draft, when they beat the New Day. No, no, no. But like the, the New Day and the Street Profits just 
change titles. Okay. Okay. You know so what I mean? Then, like I they guess. they just swapped because they got drafted back and forth. How long did they have the raw titles before that? Uh, let me go to the raw side. But even still, even if you you take into account the raw uh the raw titles as well, it's still not a long time. I for think, them to, I think it is. I don't remember. They've had they they had the raw titles for a long time, and the only people that they could fight were, um, what's their faces, uh, Angel Garza and Andrade. I mean, we saw that match like three hundred times. Uh, okay. So they won the Raw titles March second. Uh, March second. So they had the Raw title for two hundred and twenty-three days, and then they immediately, when they got drafted to SmackDown, they swapped the titles with the New Day. So they okay. they've been so then two hundred so two hundred twenty-three and eighty-eight is what. They've been tag team champions for over 10 months at this point. I still don't think you should have taken it off them. I think it's fine. I don't think it's going to stay off them for very long. No, 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 no. This is not their one and only run. There's no such thing. Right. Um. But uh, I just, like I said, I'd much rather, much rather them lose to a team than to what looks like two single stars getting thrown together, regardless of how good they look as a team. Well, I mean, the problem is there's no tag teams in WWE. Who else are they going to... And that's... That's not... That's the overarching issue, is whenever they do have a team, and now it doesn't matter if it's men's men's or women's, whenever they have a team that's established and... Seem to be ready to to fight for the tag titles. They want to break them up and and make them into singles competitors, or put them in a new tag team, or put them in a new tag team, or piss them off and have them go to AEW, or piss them off and have them go to AEW because they want to put them in some kind of uh, Joker, Riddler, or court jester outfit. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um. Next up, over there on the Raw side of things, this past Monday was Legends Night. Uh, they were bringing back a lot of former old, former WWE stars. I um, was very interested because in the, the promotion leading up to Legends Night on Raw, one uh, Carlito was being billed as making an appearance. Um but then it came out as the last minute that he was not going to make an appearance. Uh, I was a little disappointed by this. I was a big fan of Carlito. I don't, I don't understand why he's been away for so long. I know he's still active, and he's probably um, more active down in his father's promotion down in Puerto Rico. Um, but I'd love to see him come back to the states and get a run, whether it's here or in AEW. I think he's. Uh, one of those, he's just, I think he's just a natural in the ring, almost to like a Randy Orton kind of person where he makes stuff look very easy and, um, he's believable, he's credible. And I think he could be a, a champion somewhere. Um, so maybe hopefully we'll see that at some point. I'd love to see it, but, uh, to end the night. We were we weren't sure what direction Drew McIntyre was going to go into after uh, the last pay per view, and it looks like he's going to be facing Goldberg at the Royal Rumble. Um, I know we had a very long discussion about part timers, uh, not too long ago. And this is going right back into, let's get the part-timer in here. 
And now here's Hall of Famer Bill Goldberg. And wait, is he in the Hall of Fame? He's in the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, he's in the Hall of Fame. Um, now here we're gonna put him on pay per view. We're gonna put him in there with Drew McIntyre. I don't think a soul is gonna believe that this is going to be a long, drawn out match. One, two. You're not gonna bring him back to lose. You're not gonna bring Goldberg back to lose. So that means he's gonna beat Drew McIntyre for the strap. And bring the strap into Mania? Maybe it'll be like a like a, a smash finish. I, I don't... Uh, maybe, but... Like, that's another... That's the thing. If you're bringing somebody back with this kind of name power, you're not going to bring them back to do a smash. You're going to bring them back to... I guess put him over and make him the champion yet again. Uh, but what would be the end goal? You put the belt on Goldberg and then what? You just have him, Drew try and get it back at Mania or? I, what would be the end goal for Drew? I don't know. If he loses to Goldberg at the Rumble, I don't know what the end goal would be for Drew. Um, Unless he's going to go on to fight... Uh, Roman, but I th- I would figure Roman was going to be doing his own thing right. um, at Mania, or we all, I guess we hope that Roman's doing his own thing at Mania. I don't know where this leads to Drew. Where does this lead for Goldberg? It's probably going to be another Brock match, to be honest with you. If he's got the strap on him, and they need to figure out uh, what to do next with him, something we already did, and we're recycling it yet again. Um. Pilch, what do you got for this uh, this nonsense? Oh, boy. Um, So I know I've said pretty publicly on this podcast that I was uh, done watching Raw and SmackDown. Um, I decided with being Legends Night, and uh, like you said, Carlito was going to come in. I thought that was pretty cool. I was going to give it a chance. I I was right there with you. That was the main reason. Carlito coming back was the main reason that I made it a point to try and watch this episode of Raw. And I mean, you know, what a disaster it was. The whole show was just, you know, awful. And then we we finally get the main event match, which is Keith Lee and uh, Drew McIntyre, which is a great match. They, they, I thought they put on a great mm-hmm. show. I mean, almost saved the show. Uh, you know, I, we talked last week about how this is a very important match for Keith Lee. I thought he, he held up. Well, I, you know, I don't know what else you could ask him to do, especially after that Spanish fly spot off the top rope. I mean, oh, you know, what else you got to see at that point? Like, you know, he's he's got everything I need. Um, and then they bring out Goldberg, which out of the three of us, I'm probably the Goldberg apologist in this this trio. Like, I like Goldberg, but I, I don't understand. I, I don't understand a few things. The first thing I don't understand is. The, the angle that they're going with, which is that Goldberg thinks Drew is disrespectful to the legends at WWE. Like, wh- so I think something, I think something happened with that. There was supposed to be a promo where Drew was saying disrespect, disrespectful things to those legends. And it may have gotten, I don't know if it was cut for time or whatever the case, but the promo never happened. But then Goldberg still came out and cut the promo responding to Drew's promo that never happened. Okay, even if that was the case, um, we also it's still silly. Yeah, it's still silly. And we also watched three hours of Randy Orton just walking around the locker room, like threatening to kill people that were former legends. And it's like, okay, Mm. Drew McIntyre's not your problem. Like, (laughs) obviously, the guy who's. moniker is the legend killer is probably a bigger bigger issue here um i i just i i don't know what they're gonna do i mean it it, i i can't see them put 
I, I just I, I can't see him putting the strap back on Goldberg. But you you brought up the good point is like, why would they bring him back for him just to lose? I mean, that doesn't make any sense either. The only thing I, I that I can ascertain from this whole thing is that we have Roman Reigns, who I don't really think needs any more. Like he, he has enough big victories under his belt to really like propel him to be this like uber champion. And maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, and I'm probably giving WWE too much credit here, is they think for Drew McIntyre's reign to be a little bit more legitimate that he needs to beat a big name like that. Like, that would be a good, you know, pelt to add to the old victory total. So, you know, maybe he does go over. But, you know, all signs point to probably not, but maybe. I just... I don't know. I I I always want to be not defending, but like understanding what WWE and some of their stuff that where they're coming from and why they're doing this. And um, sometimes in my circle of friends become the maybe not the WWE apologists, but like try to talk some of them down on being so pro AEW. Um, but I can't make sense out of this, um, of why Goldberg's coming back and facing Drew for the title at Royal Rumble. It's also not one the of the ridiculous biggest... title match we have at Royal Rumble either, which is insane. Um, yeah, the other title match that we have is uh, Roman Reigns taking on... Uh, Adam Pierce, who who is this Adam Pierce guy? Okay, so Adam Pierce was a wrestler. He was uh, a longstanding NWA World Champion. Um, he is a great in ring performer. Was fantastic. He was when he was the NWA champion, but he has been a backstage. Uh, agent for the WWE for quite some time now. And he's kind of morphed into this on-screen, I don't want to say general manager because he's not a general manager, but this kind of on-screen authority figure of sorts. Um, But why he ended up getting into this match with Roman at the Rumble, I couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that plays out. Um, if this, if he was still in, if he was in the the height of his his uh, his career, his wrestling career at the NWA champion, and he was coming here to fight Roman as the the, the WWE uh, the the WWE champ. No, he's the Universal champ. Um, no, I was right. He's the WWE champ. If he was the height of his NWA stuff and coming here to fight Roman as the WWE champ, this would be a tremendous match. I don't know how this is going to go now uh, with him being just a a, uh, a backstage agent slash uh, pseudo on-screen GM. I did hear a uh, an interesting theory about that match. So it was a, like a fantasy booking kind of deal. And I forget who said it. I wish I could give credit, but they said that what's going to end up happening is at the Royal Rumble, Adam Pierce and Roman are going to have their match and the Rock's going to run in and pretty much lay Roman out and Adam Pierce is going to win the title. And that's when Dolph Ziggler cashes in and becomes the champ. Or the Miz. Oh, yeah, the Miz. The same guy. guy. They're not the same guy, but... I mean, I guess I wouldn't be opposed to that. That'd be something. I mean, I I would be opposed to it. No, that's something. But uh, I don't know. The Miz as the champ. Chris, do you have any thoughts with uh with Oldberg and and Drew here? Yeah, I think it's a waste of time. I think Goldberg needs to just be a legend, be you know a Hall of Famer, and. Stick to just doing his appearances. You don't need to do these matches for titles anymore. It's over. Like, let someone else shine. Like, this is... 
you know like we're like you know i said it before where does this go what what are we what are we building to say and i agree with you like does goldberg lose this match i don't think so i don't think so unless there's some kind of like you know interference in the match and it's a dq or whatever and you know drew ends up keeping the title by disqualification or something along those lines um i don't really see goldberg losing this match and then he gets the belt and then what do you do with him now he has the title he's not going to be there every week um and if you're going to use your your top current star right now right your top guy on one of your shows if he's going to lose to goldberg who on your current show is going to beat him exactly because then the only person that you there's probably two people that you would bring in to beat Goldberg, it'd be Brock, mm-hmm. and it'd probably be Taker, mm-hmm. and Taker's not coming back. He's done. So it it would have you'd have to bring Brock in because then if you're gonna have him beat Drew, who's who's the guy on Raw right now? That means anybody underneath Drew, Keith Lee, Sheamus. Whoever else is in the title picture, Miz. Um, and Miz isn't cashing in on Goldberg. That's not going to happen. No, no, he's not. That would be another wasted cash in. Mm-hmm. Um, the only the only logical thing, and I guess logic is not a great word because you know pro wrestling doesn't always deal with logic. But the only logical thing to do would be to bring Brock back and have him beat Goldberg again. And that, even in that, that's, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it. We've, We've seen already it. seen it. Yeah. We've seen it already. We know how the story plays out. I don't know why we're trying to do it again. I don't know. Brock already got his, you know, was the whole thing of, you know, Brock never beat Goldberg. You know, Goldberg's the only one that ever got the one up on Brock, but Brock already got it back. So yeah, yeah that that story doesn't need to be told again, right? And uh, we don't know yet. We'll see what happens when uh, and when well, Rumble rolls around. If let's say by some, I don't know what, but let's say they do book Rome or book Drew over Goldberg. If they do that it feels like a waste of time. Like, why do it? Why have Drew versus Goldberg at Royal Rumble? You could have had something much more exciting. I I feel like the Keith, maybe, and maybe they're doing it because they want to save the Keith-Drew rematch for Mania. Maybe that's what they're doing. But... I don't know. Do we really think Drew's going to be the one to put put out Goldberg and then maybe Goldberg like, "All right, that's it. I'm done. It's over." Like I'm no. not again. Like I don't know. No, I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's the way it's going to go. And like I, and like we said from the beginning, you don't bring Goldberg back here if you're going to have him lose. Right. And you know that Goldberg coming back here, if he does win, his run here is going to be short, whether it's one pay-per-view or two. It's, he's not going to be here past Mania. Right. Um. So you're going to have to get him, not over, but you're going to have to get him his win. He's going to win it here some, at some point. He's not going to come back here and not and just lose twice or whatever the case. What if, what if Goldberg wins the title, right? Now, Drew has to chase. They do the whole thing where, like, Drew says he wants his rematch. But Keith Lee's like, no, 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 you go to the back of the line. Like, I'm, I was up next, blah, blah, blah. Then they do, you know, they'll probably have a match trying to determine who gets it. Maybe it ends in a draw. Maybe Smaz finish, whatever. Then it's like, you know what? Both of you. It'll be Drew, Keith Lee, Goldberg, 
triple threat for the for the title. Match happens at Mania. Going on, going on. Uh, everybody's hitting their hitting their finishers. Keith Lee hits Drew with the. Uh, well, actually, no, no, no. Scratch that. Uh, Goldberg, Spears, Drew. Going to get the, going to get Jackhammer. Keith Lee breaks it up, comes in, spirit bombs Goldberg. Then Keith Lee gets throws Goldberg out of the ring, goes to spirit bomb uh, Drew. In comes the Miz, hits Keith Lee with the briefcase. Keith Lee goes out. Keith Miz cashes in briefcase. Quick pin on Drew while he's already discombobulated, or he like you know cashes in skull crushing finale, pin one two three, boom, Miz gets the title. I I'm okay with that. Um, I just it's getting there. That's the issue, and right. I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna do that with Goldberg. I understand what you're saying, and I I see how you like you have have to like if you put like you have to figure out a way to take him out of the equation that makes the most sense without him just getting flat out beat. Hundred percent, totally agree. Um, and I think this is the only way to like get him out without him actually getting pinned. You know, again, totally agree. With everything that you said, track record. I just don't know if that if it goes down like that. Right, but that's the only thing. That's the only thing. They're gonna I, do I'm gonna, something. I'm gonna go on record and say I think Goldberg is gonna lose at Royal Rumble. Really? I just lose clean. I think he loses clean. <laughs> I would write okay. this down. I'm right. I'm taking a note. I'm writing this down that Pilch said this on January 10th, 2021 at 9.56 p.m. And as I would not be, I would not be opposed to that happening, but then I would ask, then I would have to ask, why did you bring him back in the first place? Right. Um, my short-term answer for that is that the raw ratings are in the toilet. Um, they've done a terrible job of booking other main event talent around Drew McIntyre. They can't go back to the Randy Orton well again. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone views Sheamus as a credible threat. Um, I think the but one you have Keith Lee. I, I understand you that. Have Keith Lee. I, I understand that, but they they can't seem as much as the three of us like Keith Lee. We, he has not been booked as a legitimate threat to the they championship don't. yet. I I don't think. Yeah. they don't. They don't see they don't see Keith Lee like that yet. I think he, he will at some point, but maybe this is just. And I, I said this before: is like Drew needs that like signature big win, and maybe this is the way to get it to him. And you know, if he, if they again, we have a couple weeks till the Royal Rumble. If they continue to use the spot where Goldberg's really upset with Drew that he doesn't respect, you know, the legends and blah blah blah. He's he's not a you know a graceful champion, and then Drew beats Goldberg clean in the ring, and they have like some sort of handshake spot at the end where Goldberg finally gives him his blessing. I mean, I could see that happening. I don't you know, I I don't know if it's necessarily likely, but I mean it's possible. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we yep we do have a few weeks. Um... I think it's what three Sundays from now, yeah, right. three Sundays, three Sundays from the time of this recording. Uh, Sunday, January 31st is the day of the Royal Rumble. Um, so we will see how this plays out. And then you know, Goldberg will Last enter week. the Rumble, win it, and then fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania or something stupid. <laughs> I, would, I would just turn the network off at that point. Um, Last bit of news, I'm going to uh, lean heavy here on Justin Pilcher, was uh, 
both NXT and AEW on Wednesday put out pretty solid shows. NXT with their uh, New Year's Evil show and uh, AEW with the New Year's, what was the name of it? New Year's what, George? Uh, New Year's Smash. New Year's Smash, which was the follow-up to their um, getting back on track from their after the tribute show for Brody Lee. Right. Um, what were your Pilch? What do you got? Favorite thing from from each show? Uh, New Year's Smash uh, so and New, New Year's, Year's Evil. Evil. Yeah, New Year's Evil was great. Um, you know, it had a really good card. Uh, not my favorite thing, but something I thought was very interesting was they finally brought back mm-hmm. uh, Zia Lee after she's been like, you know, I guess in China, like training or whatever. And uh, yeah. she came back, looked phenomenal in a, you know, 35 second squash match. And I think she's going to end up doing some stuff. Um, I, the best match of the night was the Raquel Gonzalez Rhea Ripley match. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I think the dirt sheets have said that Rhea Ripley is going to be getting called up to the main roster any day now, which I think is good for the main roster. I think they need a, another viable contender for either women's championship at this point. Um, but mm-hmm. I am a little sad that we're not going to get any more of that Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley rivalry on NXT. I mean, it's got its course it as a natural ending at this point, but you know, still, still great stuff. Um, Balor O'Reilly two was very good. Um, I don't think it was as good as the first one, but mm-hmm. um, you know, don't I don't you know? It's kind of hard to live up to that, but I, they you know they put on a great show. It was it, honestly you know I, I've said it once, I'll say it a million times is. If you're watching wrestling at all in this day and age, you know, Wednesday nights are the nights to watch because NXT and Dynamite are head and shoulders above Raw and SmackDown and uh, Impact, whatever they call their show. And, you know, I don't even think NWA's come back yet. And, you know, Ring of Honor is just hot garbage. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was good. I mean, you know, I just... The, the whole show was great. You know, even, even the goofy stuff with Gargano and uh, Kushida, and, you know, it's, it's all entertaining. And, you know, I think we, yeah. have, we have to, I'm assuming that Triple H does most of the booking for NXT, if not all of it. Right. Isn't that kind of the, um, I, 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 from the jump, I believe uh, Triple H treats NXT like his baby. Absolutely. So I think we all just need to, you know, hang on for a little bit longer till Vince McMahon decides he doesn't want to do it anymore. And hopefully, you know, Triple H gets, you know, control of <laughs> the main brand at some point. We are, we are much farther away from that than you're thinking. I know. Um, what, uh, what about, um, New Year's smash? Any, uh, any thoughts on night one? As I'm looking here at night two, I really like this night two card, but what do you got for night one? Uh, night one was good. Um, you know, I, I'll start with the bad is um, I, I don't know if there was anyone else that was as excited about uh, Sting debuting in AEW as I was. I You know, I was super excited. I couldn't wait to see what they're going to do with him as, you know, either a mouthpiece or mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, I, for the, you know, fifth straight week or whatever it is, he's come out with baseball bat. And, you know, it snows and he points his baseball bat at Team Taz and they run away. And now I'm starting to think that they don't know what they're going to do with him. So, <laughs> um, you know, that's a little disappointing. You know, I, I was hoping that they'd have a little bit more of a and, you know, maybe they do. Maybe they're just buying time because, you know, unfortunately yeah. with AEW at this point is they really only have one show. Um, you know, I mean, you can count AEW Dark, I guess, but that's more of a like developmental, you know, show off the new talent kind of yeah. deal. And I think the roster yeah. you're you're pushing you're pushing along your storylines on dynamite. Right. You're yeah. not necessarily pushing along major storylines on uh AEW Dark. Agreed. And and the roster is getting a little big for one show. So um 
you know, maybe that's part of the problem is they just don't have enough screen time to flesh out all the stories as quickly as they want to. So, you know, hopefully they have something mm-hmm. planned and it's going to be good, you know, but it is getting a little uh, monotonous at this point. Uh, the big, n- you know, newsworthy thing that happened was, you know, the the Good Brothers showed up on Dynamite after the Kenny Omega Ray Phoenix match, which was early, 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 and I will stress this early, but early match of the year candidate. It was unbelievable, really? unbelievable. Um, there was th- th- one of the craziest spots I think I've ever seen in a match was. Uh, Kenny Omega takes a, a a kick to the gut and Ray Phoenix climbs up the top rope and does a backflip, lands on Kenny Omega's back. And then when Ray Phoenix lands on his feet, grabs Kenny Omega into a German suplex. It was just like one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen. Um, that was a really great spot. I really did like that too. And then at one point, Ray Phoenix does an old school on the top rope, like an Undertaker old school, where Kenny Omega slaps away Phoenix's arm, and Phoenix just does a 180 spin, lands back on the ropes, and then jumps off and hits Kenny. Like, the guy's balance is just un- unreal. Um, but, yeah. you know, great match. You know, And they told a good story, too, because uh, Omega was on the ropes most of the match, and then by the end, he just pr- pretty much just took it seriously and just went off, you know, a couple V-triggers. Uh, Tiger Driver 98 and then you know the one winged angel which to this day has no one has ever kicked out of um, you know after the match was over he uh, John Moxley came to the ring with the barbed wire bat hit Kenny Omega with it and then the Good Brothers came out and laid the wood on him and then uh, all the AEW dark talent started getting in the ring you know they're just getting laid out and uh, the Young Bucks came out to kind of like calm everyone down and they ended mm-hmm. up super kicking Brian Pillman Jr. in the face, and then they all did the two sweet sign in the middle of the ring. So, looks like the uh, the Ooh. elite is is back. Ooh, interesting. Um, do we need to talk about the uh, the Snoop Dogg splash off the top? Oh, it's flawless. It's like he's been training his whole life. <laughs> Do you, by flawless, do you mean it was god awful? It, it was pretty bad, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, um, and I, and I like listen. I like Snoop Dogg. Uh, getting him on, getting him on your show is, um, I mean, he doesn't hurt, but you don't you don't need him doing diving spots and matches. No. I I will say, him going to climb the top rope. He was all about it. He was super jacked, like, oh, yeah, I got this. I got this. He got up there and looked down and said, oh, maybe this is a mistake. Like, you can see it in his face. He's like, I should not be up here. I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, <laughs> From what I hear from anybody that is not a classically trained wrestler, climbing up on the top rope and standing up, you don't realize how high that really is. No. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, so he got up there and was like, Oh, this is a little higher than I expected. Yeah. You know? Snoop doesn't sound like that, but you know that we know of. You get you get yeah, you get the gist. Um, like, for shizzle drizzle, this is hizzle. <laughs> that's that's a little closer than than what, what I was trying to do. Yes, yeah, still, um, still not good, but I guess closer. <laughs> um, before we get out of here, uh, two things. Like I mentioned, this night two card that's coming up uh, at the time of this recording, this coming Wednesday. Um, well, this coming Wednesday. At the time of this recording, it's tonight. Um, Darby Allen taking on Brian Cage. FTR taking on Jurassic Express. Serena Deeb and Tay Conti for the NWA Women's Championship. Uh, Eddie Kingston versus uh, Pack. Uh, singles match here with Chuck Taylor and Miro. Stipulation, if Taylor loses, he will be Miro's young boy until saving, saving it in Ford's wedding at Beach Break. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, the Elite's going to be in a six-man versus, it says, to be determined here on the old uh, wiki. Yeah, it's probably but it's probably gonna be kid. like John Moxley and somebody would be my guess, but 
we'll see what happens. Um, I'm, I'm, I probably already know the answers to this. I don't think, Pilch, you never got a chance to watch Wrestle Kingdom, did you? Mm-mm. Um, I got through the first night, um, which was very good. Um, I still have to watch the second night. Did I start it? Maybe I started it and didn't finish it. Um, going into night one, the champion was uh, Tetsuya Naito, double champ. He's the IWGP World and IWGP uh, Intercontinental Champion. And uh, we have a new IWGP double champion. It is uh, Kota Ibushi took the titles home. And he'll be heading into, well, for me, he'll be heading into night two to take on uh, Switchblade Jay White. I'll be interested to see that. Um, go, go ahead, Bill. There's a couple of hot rumors around that, actually. So I've heard. So I've heard. Um, the rumor was, is the match already happened and Kotobushi retained. But is this going to be the last match in New Japan Pro Wrestling for Jay White? There seem to be some rumblings in these waters, whether AEW or WWE, um, for the services of Jay White. Mm. And right now, according to reports, looks like it's about 50-50 if whether he goes back to Japan or comes stateside. Yep. Um, I was not initially a fan of Jay White. Um, when he returned and became the switchblade version of himself, um, even before he joined, uh, bullet club, it was a much better, much bigger fan of him then. Uh, I think it's time. Um, and I, you know, I, I guess you could have said the same thing for, for when Finn Balor came over. Um, even for when AJ came over, um, what else is does he need to do over there uh, in New Japan? And don't be wrong, I I could have said the same thing about Kota. What he came over here and did in the Cruiserweight Classic, I thought for sure he was coming stateside, but he chose to go back and and uh, now he's a he's a made man over there. He's he's the guy. So uh, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, I'd love to see him over here, and hopefully he'll if he does come over here. Wherever he decides to go, he doesn't just get lost in the shuffle. I want to see him doing some things. It sounds like uh, they're going to do a uh, Omega Abushi program at some point where it's going to be like an interpromotional kind of deal. That would be that would be huge. That's um, what everyone's that's all over the, the old dirt sheets that we love to talk about. That seems to be yeah. the thing. You know, a little gold. that that would be that would be big. Golden lovers, and also we need to get, we need to get John Moxley back over there too, um, so he can defend this uh, this United States New Japan United States title. I'm sure that was the plan. Uh, you know, just you know, of course, COVID. Of course, that was. yep. That's why. Uh, that's why Baby Kenta has the uh, the briefcase. He's waiting for John Moxley. Could be. Yeah. Oh no, he is. He has the briefcase for for the U.S. title specifically. Yeah, I mean, he could be waiting. Who knows? Hard to say. Yeah. Hard to say. Um, let's get out of here. Get through our uh, particulars. You can find us all over social media at Triple R Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The website is uh, www.triplerpodcast.com. And our email, you can send us an email at therealtriplerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe on all of your uh, podcast apps of choice. The Spotify. Uh, Apple. Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, uh, the RSS code, if you or feed or whatever you want to call it, 
for you real you real deep computer guys who don't believe in podcast apps whatever the case uh five star reviews are always welcome suggestions in the email and on the website always welcome give us uh suggestions of shows to watch comments concerns and uh and things of the like uh thank you guys for being here chris and pilch yep no problem anytime thanks for having me warren and oh jesus we will see you guys this coming sunday watching some spring stampede 1999 and until then goodbye